Vamos. Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 96. Brady, the week continues. We go ever closer to the I very know. end of this show. What is it, four days now? Uh, yeah, so today's Tuesday. We got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Friday is going to be a double episode. So we're doing a minute number 99 and 100 the minute. The reason that we're doing that is because the minute 100 is not a full minute. Yeah. So we decided we're just going to go ahead and put that together. And uh, for now, we'll just go ahead and move on to minute number 96. You ready, Brady? Let's do it. Let's do it. So in the previous minute, we saw the Ghostbusters collect themselves after closing the portal and blowing up the top of 55 Central Park West. At minute number 96, we can see the upside down head of one of the two terror dogs. It is petrified and unmoving. Ray, from off-screen, says, It smells like barbecued dog hair. We see Peter Venkman approach the stone-like figure and look at it with a forlorn glance. After a few seconds, Ray realizes that he is talking about Dana Barrett's altered state and apologizes to Venkman. Peter continues to stare off at the frozen demon. At 96.16, Venkman turns and looks at Ray and Winston, who are covered in marshmallow cream. Ray looks very sorry. At 96.18, Venkman walks away from Ray and Winston without saying a word. As he exits the shot, we can hear a scratching sound from coming inside of the terror dog statue. After a few moments, fingers appear from the terror dog's arm in an attempt to crack the shell. At 96.23, Venkman turns to the statue where an entire arm has been broken off. A hand has now emerged from the shell. Winston, Ray, and Venkman look on with surprise as someone tries to break free from the shell. A woman's groan can be heard. At 96.30, the Ghostbusters all run to the petrified shell and help break it apart in order to free the person trapped inside. At 96.48, after cracking open the terror dog body, we see Dana Barrett has survived the blast and has been freed by the Ghostbusters. At 96.57, as Venkman pulls Dana from the shell, we see that Louis Tully has also emerged from the charred remains of the terror dog prison, and we even see him wearing the terror dog's head over his own. He yells for someone to turn on the lights. And thus ends minute number 96 of Ghostbusters. So, in the previous minute, we said that it really kind of served as a calm down from the culmination, the big action sequence at the end of the movie. This one kind of does that as well. We have Dana Barrett. You think she's dead. Yeah, this there's thing a, starts a off. great release in this um, of tension in this in this minute. I actually think there's quite a bit of stuff going on in this minute. And yeah. the, the image of Peter Venkman looking at the charred, uh, you know, paw of the dog mm-hmm. is just, I don't know. It's a really cool image. There's it's a really, lot of really loss really cool in image. it, and and Venkman doesn't have any lines. He just stares yeah. at. Yeah. Now this is like a prime example, a great example of the acting caliber and the subtlety of Bill Murray. Yeah. And the fact that he's able to do so many things while doing basically absolutely nothing. Uh, his kind of like. Um, this is a constant expression he has on his face, which is in between a sort of like sardonic, like little grin, mm-hmm. and then almost like a frown. I don't, I don't know when he's yeah. the, the entire time, and even when Ray starts saying like "God, it smells like barbecue dog hair," and he turns and glances at Ray, his expression never changes, and it's saying so much. You feel yeah. so much from from nothing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think you know we really see the full arc completed of Peter Venkman here. Now, you asked me uh, earlier on in the show if I think if I thought Peter Venkman had an arc. And I think my answer was no at that time. I felt like this is one of the, the classic characters in film of of an asshole. And yeah. he can't change. He can't have an arc because he's got to stay that one character, which is a stupid answer of, of mine. I don't know why I thought that. But here we are seeing him having gone from just the, I don't know, mean, like cold-hearted playboy uh, shocking the student in the beginning of the movie to someone who's legitimately brought down 
uh, because of an emotional investment he made in another human being. He learned to care. He learned to care. That's the short way of yeah. saying it. Yeah. No, yeah. and it's true. I think that's kind of the Peter Venkman story. And I said the same thing. I was like, I don't think that he really has much of a change of character, but it's very subtle. It's not something that kind of like jumps out at you. But Peter Venkman absolutely does become the person who kind of cares about not being just a, a jerk who yeah. kind of skates by. And this is one of the better moments of Elmer Bernstein's work in yeah. the movie. Dana's uh, theme. Yeah, Dana's theme. I mean, like, whenever you see her start to, like, you know, break th- free of the thing, like, even to this, 32 years later, and that always that moment always gets me. And just really, I don't know, it's a very exciting moment. And uh, because of the swell of the music and everything like that, and then you start to see Peter's uh, haste in breaking her out of the thing. You wouldn't have seen that that guy doing that earlier on in the movie, right. he would have just, I don't know, probably laughed about it or, you know, he wouldn't have put forth all the effort and given the expression of like stress that he's giving when he's breaking her out of it. So it's a cool moment. It's a really cool it's, moment. It's, yeah, it's a very cool moment. It also has that kind of defeated Vankman that we've seen a few points in the, in the yeah. movie. Peter Vankman gets put in his place by uh, Dean Yeager at the beginning of the movie. I think he gets put in his place whenever he realizes that there is no more petty cash, that he can't use it to take Dana out. And it's kind of this look of where he's like, just kind of like understands that He's lost. Yeah. And in those situations, he has nothing to come back. So, you know, at first he lost his job. Then he potentially loses a client. And the Ghostbusters business is failing. And now it's a moment where he has lost someone that he's significantly invested a lot of care in. You know, yeah. this is an interesting angle. Um, you could watch this movie as Peter Venkman's movie. And all of these other characters are supporting characters in this movie mm-hmm. solely about that character. Yeah. He's the lead character. All the other guys are supporting characters. And everything. And I don't know, you could almost kind of watch this movie like that. Yeah. Well, Bill Murray did have top billing on the movie. Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Aykroyd were kind of the three that you paid money to go see, you know. And then you were introduced to, to Harold Ramis again as a great character actor and, you know, uh, Ernie Hudson, you know, rounding everything out. But it is is Peter Venkman's story. It yeah. really is. It, uh-huh. the, the the emotional journey that you follow on this movie is one of, of Peter Venkman going from just a jerk who's skating by to someone who's actually found a purpose and something that they're good at, and then significantly emotionally investing and getting caught up in another person's well-being. So yeah. at the end of the movie here, he just almost killed himself trying to close the portal of Gozer. So he made a giant risk, a calculated risk, albeit, but they succeeded. They saved New York. They saved the world. But he's lost the girl. But he's lost the girl. He's lost the woman that he has apparently fallen in love with. So... Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a great little bit of subtle acting, like you said. Here's a question for you. Okay, uh, is all the dialogue here eighty yard? I'm not sure. I didn't, I've never really looked for that. Uh, I think it is because it's all off screen, and when you see Ray and Winston looking at Peter, there's nothing spoken at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think there's any. You never see anybody's mouth move except maybe I think Ray says "look" when uh, Dana Barrett's starting to break out of the yeah. terror dog. That's interesting. Huh. But uh, you know, when Lewis is talking, he has Vince Clortho's yeah. head on top of him. So obviously, that would have to be. So I think that maybe they wanted to emphasize or uh, you know underline Peter's loss there by mm-hmm. having Ray say, "Oh, it smells like barbecued dog hair." Oh, oh, Venkman, Venkman, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then uh, it, over the shot of Peter. Yeah, yeah and then it, you turn and you see Ray kind of like looking down, and it's you know it's not out of character for Ray to say something like that. That's a little bit insensitive. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, but we, we don't feel sorry or we don't feel, we don't feel bad about Ray because he's being insensitive directly to Peter. He right. doesn't understand. He's right. He doesn't, he's not emotionally invested the way that Peter Venkman is in Dana Barrett. So yeah, I, I think that they're, they're 80 yard lines. I think they probably had a cut of this movie and they were like, Oh, this is falling a little bit flat. Dan, can you come in and do literally like 35 seconds yeah. of dialogue and so, get paid more money for doing that than I'll ever see. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, of seconds, half of this minute is just them breaking her out of the shell. So yeah. Um, 
I don't know, man. It's it's one of my favorite moments in the movie. Actually, is yeah. is that real? You know, the swell of the music and seeing her finally, she's back, she's freed, and everything, and uh, seeing all of them having to work together to to save her, to get her out of there, and then of course all the emphasis put on Peter and the his expressions of like just haste and trying to get her out. Yeah, it's a cool moment. It's a little bit uh, super supernatural to have them survive that blast, but at the same time, I I'm fine with it. I don't think it's a problem. No, it, well, you know, he, he it's, came here to see a comedy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, a gigantic marshmallow man is summoned out of that <laughs> yeah. ethereal, you know, out of the aether to be here. I think that we can be okay with them just being literally inside of the terror dogs, mm-hmm. and having that formed around them. So. Yeah, that too. And then of course, all of this uh, build up, this tension here is released with Lewis popping yeah. up with the terror dog head still on and asking, you know, who turned out the lights. Why Why do I find that line funny whenever I see it? Like, if somebody, like, to has their head day. covered in something, yeah. like, you know, like a box or something, and they're, like, going around going, hey, who turned off the lights? It happens in a lot of movies. I always think it's funny. It's one of those, like, yeah. corn dog, like, barnyard humor, humor type things that I still think is hilarious, so... I don't know. You got anything else for this minute? No, that's it for me. Yeah, I, I like it as well. It's it's a it's a great minute, a, a great little bit of subtle acting, and a great. There's a lot of subtlety to this, and I think that eighty yard line kind of. Um, I don't think it destroys the minute, but I don't think it was entirely necessary. I think that people would have gotten what's going on in the scene. So, but yeah, I like it a lot as well. And uh, hey, minute number ninety seven tomorrow. We Let's are marching ever closer to the end of the show. So. That's right. All right, folks. Everybody have a great day. We're going to be back again tomorrow. Minute number ninety seven. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady, and we're here to remind you that time is but a door, death a window. Wait, is that right? Death is but a door time a window (laughs) we'll be back later Ghostbusters Minute is a fan supported podcast to become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute if you like the podcast then leave us a review on iTunes you can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com Facebook.com slash Ghostbusters Minute, Twitter.com slash GB Minute, and look us up on Instagram at Ghostbusters Minute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License. Ghostbusters Minute.